A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak, and quick dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello everyone, welcome to the Red Men TV. It is the final word and it is free view week. So once again, this show is available to you guys on YouTube as a little taste there of the whole host of things that we normally do on the redmentv.com. Um, we beat Napoli 1-0, all is right with the world. Uh, ben Kelly sits in for the once again benched through illness, Mr Chris Pajak. I went to see him before. Is he okay? Oh, no, he's not. He's in such a bad way. I saw him advertising his Paul McCartney tickets, which was heartbreaking. So, just to, just to put Chris's week into context, and this is, which is why everyone should be dropping a like on this video and sending their well wishes to him. He was supposed... It was his birthday on Monday, so he was ill, so he couldn't do anything on his birthday. He obviously was meant to go to Napoli last night so he missed out on us securing a famous victory and placing the Champions League and he's meant to be at the Paul McCartney once in a lifetime 250 quid's worth of tickets to see Paul McCartney at the Echo Arena tonight and he can't go to do that so yeah please get well soon Chris you poor poor bastard Um what a week to get sick, that is. I know the worst. He just mentioned before, he said, this was meant to be the best week ever. How do you respond to that? Oh, <laughs> how are you meant to respond yeah. to that? No, no, that's not how you respond. You poor, you horrible, horrible <laughs> human being. Um, yeah, poor, poor man. I felt so excited. I, I, I popped around to his before and just his whole family is sick as well. So he's got two, both his kids are sick, oh. his wife's sick. I think I've been ill, but largely it's been me on me, Todd. So I've been able to recuperate, whereas you can't recuperate when you've also got to look after three other people. Like, the yellow tape round his house under quarantine. Honestly, like honestly, I did, you know, the quarantine, the whole road needs to go down <laughs> at this point. Um, but anyway, um, yes, yeah, please, poor Chris. Um, but anyway, yes, Liverpool did win 1-0. They have booked their place in the last 16. Um, ben, it is very much job done. Yeah, big sigh of relief was breathed at the final whistle. Mm. Um, there was a little bit of pressure coming on in that last 10 minutes. Um, they, other than that, though, you know, we didn't have to do too much at the back. You know, there was a few chances, um, but you know, the last 10 minutes was a nervy one. It was always going to be. I actually, that was actually the way I predicted the game to go. I yeah. thought we're going to be one 0 up here without three minutes to go, and they're going to be route one football. Um, and and they were, but you know, we've got the we've got the reinforcements to deal with it now. It's great. It's another great example, Adam. I think of where we're at really is that we are we are riding our luck at times but we're also making our own luck you know that that game could quite easily have been 4-0 to Liverpool but you know if things don't go away if Napoli are a little bit more on it they could have easily got the goals that they needed etc etc but I think on the, on the balance if you if you match up chances easy chances that were missed I think we missed the slightly easier of the chances um, Mane in particular which we'll talk about in due course and I don't know but I, I, I was a bit nervy but I this Liverpool's different. It exudes a lot more confidence than I think it's done in a very long time. It's totally different. Like having those two at the back, and it, like Joel Matip yesterday was a monster as well. But yeah. Alisson and Van Dijk, I've never seen anything like that as a Liverpool fan yeah. in all my years supporting us. There's never been 
an absolute colossus of a centre-back and one of the best goalkeepers in the world mm. at the same time. I was, personally, I was surprised that Napoli didn't commit even more in those last 10 minutes because if we scored again, it, it, it meant fuck all. Yeah. Mm. I don't know why the goalie wasn't up there. Yeah. And they just had literally, they were playing like a north, north <laughs> 11. Yeah. I don't know why they weren't just <laughs> bouncing it around as much as they could. Yeah. I don't know, like they, they didn't, throw the kitchen sink at it for me yeah. I, I don't know why because 2-0 changed absolutely nothing for them they still only needed one goal to go for him yeah no absolutely I mean it was yeah it, it, it ends up being a, a little close at the end of the Ross but we'll talk about Alisson in, in, in due course of course but that th- we <laughs> this is what this Liverpool side is and it, it, I'm saying this knowing that we it should have been at least three if Mane's a bit, a bit more a bit more on it um, we needed to win 1-0 we turned up and won 1-0 and job's done we're getting better and better and better at the what is the requirement of Liverpool this weekend or this midweek ok let's just go and do that yeah we've become a unit which is what you're saying before we've never had in a lifetime before I haven't as, as a Liverpool fan the front three have been our attacking threat for the past two seasons mm-hmm. or so and that's what everyone thinks is dangerous whereas now Napoli probably didn't commit because you know they need to get past Virgil van Dijk and inform John Matip and Allison to get anywhere, and if they overcommit, well then you're still in up shit creek because you've got four or five people going the other way yeah. that are just going to score a goal anyway. Um, I just like the confidence as a fan that you can have now of going, this is safe. Uh, with Allison there, every time there's an attack, I'm just like, I'm not worried, I'm not shitting myself. Whereas yeah. be- years gone by, you're thinking shit, and you are you are a nervous rep because you're expecting a goal to come from somewhere. I, I was asked in one of the comments last night um, where this team ranks compared to 0809. And I, I'd said the, the thing 08 or 9's got going for it is that you 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 can look back at Mascherano, Alonso, Gerard Torres, and even like going back Carragher, Hippier, Reina as the spine of that team, and be like, look at them. You know, some of the best names to ever play the game we had we had in that team. And I think that this team, on paper and in terms of reputation, isn't quite at, at that level, but. By the end of the season, there's every chance that we'll think this is the best Liverpool team in th- in 30 years. I mean, just in terms of... The, it already is, for the first 16 games of the league, of course, it's the best start Liverpool have, have ever had to a domestic domestic campaign. This is worth pointing out once again, Ross. We've not even gotten to the... There's a chance this isn't even our best team we've put no. out last night and still got them as well. That's the best sign for me, is the depth and the interchangeability of it all. If you can have someone to come in, Joe Matty, for example, I've been slating for the past six, seven weeks. Mm-hmm. And the past two games, I think he's been superb. But we have this narrative, if someone's had a shit game, then they're forever shit. And we, I think we do it with a lot of people. Well, I think they do it with Jordan Anderson as well. But they come in, and once they have a, a good run of form, or they're in the team, then they're, well, they're, they're let's decent. Talk, let's talk about the midfield, and I'll come to you with this, with this Adam. When the team came out... I think that I, I hate that we have to do this every week now. That we have to comment on the social media reaction to things, whereas I just don't think the social media reaction is really a fair barometer at, at times. But it is worth saying that I must admit I looked at the midfield and I was a bit. Eh, you know, I, I thought they could. I was. I knew they could do a job because we've seen that midfield do a job. We've seen that team carry us to the job. Champions League final. Well, exactly. Yeah. You know, but. When because of how good Cater's looked in the last couple of games, and because of how good Fabinho's looked, I couldn't help but think I would have. I like. I wanted one of those lads in there. I think there was a, a big overreaction to 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 that midfield, but I thought they were all absolutely outstanding on the night. Henderson was man of the match for me. Really, um, yeah. we were talking to this before we started recording with Tom. Um, like 
he, he was outrageous last night. And as as you all know, I've I've been a critic of his yeah. massively. On, well, on we his... did an entire thing on it two weeks ago, and yeah, yeah. You, you got a lot of praise from the people who don't like your name <laughs> on that one because you made the made the, the the against Hendo case. I do think that these performances, and to pick up on what you were saying about Joe Matter, is part of having a good squad. Is that two years ago, Matip knew that his competition that was Lovren and everyone else was yeah. behind them too. And it was, well, I'll, I'll try and take my chance, but if I'm out for a bit, then Lovren will, but then he, he'll goose it up and then I'll get to come back in. Joe Gomez has nailed down that spot now. So these two have got to come in and perform like he has in the last two games. And it's the same with the midfield. When Naby Keita and Fabinho are looking like, you know, the players we thought we were buying at, at, Finally, and I'm saying finally, it's only took a couple of months, yeah. and now they, they look perfectly suited to the system. Then Jeannie Wijnaldum and Henderson and Milner are like, well, we've got to up our game to stay in this team now. There's one thing you can say about that those midfield today, Ben, is that nobody can... You might be able to accuse them of maybe lacking something, like that X factor. Mm-hmm. That, that, none of them are world-class, and I don't think any of them are. You know, in the, in the way... And it's, it's horrible because I think we've had to redefine what world-class is in the, in the Ronaldo-Messi yeah. era, of course. They're all international class, and they're all very—you know—they're all fantastic footballers. They're all in the top percentile of human beings for football yeah. in the world. Um, but they are—you know—they're not going to be mentioned in the same breath as the Iniestas and the Zavis and the Gerards and stuff. Uh, these lads when they when they finish their careers, but no one could ever accuse them of lacking steel, of lacking drive, of lacking determination, and and of lacking the ability to self-improve. So in that regard, you know, in a game like this in particular, they got to showcase all of the things that make them actually, they are world-class in those particular attributes. Yeah, and look, I think, that yeah, they certainly are, and that's why they're playing for Liverpool on a big night like that. That's why they've been playing for Liverpool for the last how many years, um, you know, in, in big games like this. I, I was disappointed, I think for two reasons. I think when when they put the team out, obviously, we did the team news, and I said it, and they proved me wrong last night, mm-hmm. you know, they... they Jordan Henderson, I think I agree. Imo Wijnaldum was my man of the match. Um, but I think, A, because I knew we needed to score and I wasn't sure how many goals were going to come from that midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, I would have liked to have seen Shakiri, which is, a good, again, a good testament to our squad depth. We didn't see Shakiri at all last night. Mm-hmm. Um, but secondly, because of the way they played in Paris, I was like, well, you know, if you think of the names that... Um, uh, Napoli had in the midfield, Hamsik and, and Allen, and you know, um, Insigne can drop deeper and, and play around there. I, th- I genuinely think that they had a lot more creativity than us, and that we were going to be overrun a bit. But it was the battle and the determination that they had in them, winning the ball back. Henderson in the first half, I think Tom said before we started filming, ten interceptions where they're just trying to counter attack us, and he's going, "No, I'm having that, I'm having that," and it's. That that is what the, that midfield is about, breaking well, it, everything up. It's the people, people. I saw a few people going. This is the midfield that got overrun in Paris. It's the midfield that beat Paris at Anfield. You know what mm. I mean? So it's mm. it, it it depends what narrative you're looking to yeah. looking to follow, doesn't it? And the issue is not the the, the personnel at times. It's the approach. And and, and Ross, the, the 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 we we played that like Liverpool last season. We play we, we with, with gang and pressing. We put them on the back foot. We were we were catching them out from behind. The work rate shown from like Mo Salah, I thought was absolutely astounding. He was covering at full back again. It was like it reminded me a bit of that, like the performance we put in at, at the Etihad uh, in the Champions League. Some of those big performances last season when every player was clear in their tactical you know in their tactical role and went out there and, and performed beyond beyond the beyond the, the, the maybe even the need you know in terms of the work rate that they put in. 
It shows me no fuck all, doesn't it? Really, yeah, because yeah, I saw that midfield and thought exactly the same as you. Where's the creativity in there? Because they're all quite industrious with that that steel and, and work rate. But that's exactly what we needed last night because they were everywhere. But the it's not, balance was sensational. But it's not a three-man midfield, though, is it? Because Firmino drops deep. You just said Salah drops deep as well. Everyone fights for a cause and he's everywhere. Whereas he, like Robertson's not just a left back; he's a winger. But it's the whole team spirit that he's developed and the competition. Which has got won yeah. us the game, and the other way as well. To be fair, all three chose their moments when to support the attack as yeah. well. And Henderson, I think again, I think the game was passing him by a little bit in the first half. First he looked, he was a bit of a, he looked yeah. a little bit of a spare part at times. Where and, and he, that's what happens sometimes, and that's it's good because I think he he shoulders the, the burden. I think too much. I don't think he needs to. I think you know he, he takes his responsibilities very seriously, and I think that. <laughs> he does play within himself deliberately at times, but when he started to like let the team do its do its job, and he started to play to his strengths, I said it before. Watch any great performance from thirteen, fourteen. Watch the highlights on LFC TV or whatever. Henderson is all over them because he was so important playing as a box to box midfielder. But look at the moment Milner's in one of four. He gets that. He has that header in the first half. He's at the back stick. He's, there's four guys up, up front for us, and he's one of them. There's moments where Wayne Aldum's doing it, but he there's moments where they're both covering a fullback, and Henderson's doing the same. And, and so, the, the, that that that's one thing again that that midfield has is that it understands perfectly how to play that formation. It understands perfectly how to play that formation in, in the te- and that tempo in Europe in particular. So, more fool us, I guess, for that for that one to, to some extent. I don't think Henderson's helped himself, though, in the fact that, <coughs> like you said before, 13-14, he was superb. I don't think he's ever got that consistency back no, that he, he had there. And no, he he's had injury I, problems, Ross, he? I know, but then his last game, he was terrible and got sent off against Watford. And that's everyone's last memory of him. So when his name comes on the team sheet, you're thinking, oh, for fuck's sake, it's him. But yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But that, again, that's uh, more foolish for that for, yeah, yeah. for fallen foul of recency bias. And, and, and that's where Henderson falls foul of it more than almost any other player, I think, at times, is that people are very quick to, to overwrite all the good stuff that, he, that he's done for Liverpool. And he's, it's just because he's been at the club too long, I think. Lucas had this. You yeah. know, weirdly, I was, just, I was astounded by how positive the uh, the consensus was about Lucas when he left mm. and I think it, a, a lot of it was just people a younger generation had grown up with him or, or what have you and they were able to look at him in a, in a, in a, you know, a bit more objectively or whatever but he never really you know he, he, we had to suffer him growing as a footballer didn't we and that's the thing that Henderson's maybe had to some extent he's never really ne- he's never been the most important player in the team he's just been a cog hasn't he along, along the way I think he's had to replace Gerrard and, and I'm having to replace Gerrard well exactly you know I'm going into a Gerrard shaped hole when was an unfair comparison to make as well I guess yeah. I, I also think that when that team got announced last night I, I don't think necessarily a lot of the certainly from from where I was looking it wasn't like, oh my God, I don't want these three to play. Because if you look at everyone's predicted or ones and 11s before that, it had at least one or two of those players yeah, in. Yeah. I think it was just because Naby Keita has been so good in those yeah. two games. Yeah. And they're like, hang on, we know Liverpool, we're going to concede tonight. So that means we need three goals. Where's it coming from with that midfield? It's it's the, the 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 style of play was the most important thing last night, and we decided the best way to play that game was to play the, the way we did, and that was the classic was the gang and press in Liverpool, and the best midfield we have to make that happen is that midfield in the with no Oxide Chamberlain, of course, because we clearly don't trust Fabinho in a, in a one mat as the as the sole anchor yet. 
judging by how much Jordan Henderson had to bollock Naby Keita when he came on the pitch, he was constantly at him. He was shouting at him for all kinds. He was grabbing. He was telling him where he needed to be. Naby Keita can't be trusted to do a, a to a, to do a job in that midfield yet. Jade Jakir, he's not trusted to do a job in that midfield yet. So it made perfect sense. Mm. It's just that I think you know we look at those Napoli results. Sorry, the Napoli results away from home. We were just teared. Our, our style of play was wrong. We got that wrong, completely, completely wrong. Whereas this was like, we just had to, we had to go back to the tried and tested, Ben, and the tried and tested was worked, and it, it worked brilliantly. Yeah, and you know what? I think Napoli played into our hands a little bit. Mm. I commented, I was uh, sat with my dad, and we, we noticed early on, the first 20 minutes, they actually came out a bit. The game was quite end-to-end, and I think they came out with the mentality of, if we get a goal here, we're through. Yeah. And that by doing that, that allowed us to be a bit more about you know man the, the games last season that we that we excelled in were the games where, where teams came out and had a go with us and we were a bit of the yeah, underdogs yeah. to some extent and then right? and so so by coming out and having a go like they did that allowed us to to do the pressing really you know point. there was there was um, I th- I, it must have been the first half where they were really were hunting in packs there was a moment on the right hand side where Salah Wijnaldum Milner they were all at them and we won a throwing from it and there's a massive cheer from the crowd and that that is exactly what we are allowed to do when teams come out and look that they they kind of felt that they had to do that because if they thought well if we sit deep you know, it's rare they're going to stop us from scoring at all. Mm. So they must have been thinking, well, if we sit deep, we will concede, and then we're chasing the game. So there, I think that that's that's the sort of mentality of, well, if we go out and score early, we're going to leave them with a mountain to climb. Yeah. But it kind of played into our hands a bit yeah. in the end. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk about the um, the Van Dyke challenge. Um, I have to admit, I, I mean, and judging by it, it was on Dries Mertens, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, the response and the booze he was getting off the crowd. Everyone thought he was play at and it looked like a, a wonderful tackle from Van Dyke from the cop. I couldn't see any physical you know, it looked like he was tough. It looked like he had gone gone in on him. Um but I never for a second thought it was anything other than play acting. Um I've watched it back since. Yeah. Good tackle. It's a perfectly good tackle. Um but it's not. It doesn't make good viewing when you look at the connection on his leg. Slow motion always makes it look worse, Paul. It's fine. Yeah, and I think the fact that where his foot is his ankle, his that ankle right makes angle, it yeah. look that eighty degree angle is, is not great. But is it a book against the ball? Because he, he gets the he, he makes a good tackle first, doesn't he? Yeah, I think the fact that his foot he studs up and his foot's off mm. the ground. I think I can. I think yeah. I'm not. Look at the time I, I was raging. I thought, yeah. and I, it fed into the narrative that the referee was awful, and we'll talk about that in a second. And he was. Um, but and look, he does win the ball, so it's a, it is a, it is a, it is a, it is a good a, a good tackle. But serves him right for his comments before the game. Anyway. Yeah, it's, it's right. a yeah. perfect tackle. Yeah, perfect. 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 Not a foul. Not a fucking. <laughs> if perfect. that's on pro Evo, you're going. That's not a free kick. <laughs> yeah. Win the ball. He plays the ball. Yeah, um, yeah I, I can understand how he's how he's given how, how the referees. I thought thought a booking was off. Maybe honestly, a free kick, but. Given that he gets the ball first, I mean, you've got to look at the. I think, I think the referee was influenced by the way Mertens mm. reacts to it because I don't. Th- I think I, I think, I think I'm right in. I think he's letting it go, yeah. and then he goes Rah! and he starts screaming and rolling around. And again, with the benefits of replay, seeing how his leg bends, I can understand how it might have hurt a little bit. Benjamin Van Dyke is huge, by the way. Um, there was something so wonderfully graceful about seeing that in slow motion though, how Virgil wins the ball, ends the man, and actually right. gets up to his feet in one in one motion. It's just it's a, it's art. 
It was pure footballing art. Um, yeah. A good. I mean, I mean. To be fair, he was a bit of a prick, wasn't he? That Mertens, Adam, and yeah. it kind of it, it let him know that he was in in for the game. Yeah, totally. I mean, I genuinely don't think. I know I was messing around there, going. It's a great tackle. Obviously, he's hurt the player, and you don't want that. Um, but I don't think it, it is a foul for me. I don't think it's a yellow card. And you know, Mertens for all this chat before the game. Mm. When are they going to learn? Yeah. Don't don't just shut up. Yeah, just, just shut, shut up. up, you divvy. Don't and that talk goes for Lovren as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> just don't like it's it's a poor attempt at mind games that again and again and again doesn't work at Anfield. Yeah, it's um, credit to um, Van Dijk though to get booked up so early on and still remain calm and yeah on his feet because we don't really challenge those slide tackles. It's, yeah. it's really encouraged, is it? Because you don't you don't see it. No, it's absolutely but true. We got the ball, so yeah. And, and to be fair, the referee, I thought the referee was. Pathetic on the night, absolutely terrible. Him and his whole team. It was like when you when you get and we ironically cheered a throwing mm. because we got a throwing and it was lovely to get a throwing um, because we were gotten we were getting nothing out of him. At he, all. he wasn't even he was he was shit, but he was he wasn't even consistently shit. We were getting nothing. Yeah. They were getting all the cheap fouls, and we were getting nothing. And it just felt if you if, if you were going to be that bad, if you were going to be that soft and give everything. It felt as if we were getting nothing on that yeah. side. The of amount it. of times that our players contested for 50 50 for mm. headers. And, and got gave a foul away. And got given a foul. Like, I'm Milner going. <laughs> like, what are you on about, lad? What are you on? What, how, what am I meant to do? Are we just going to stand here and let it drop to, and, and, and get on with it from there? Are we going to bounce the ball or something? There was one the in the second one half. one for me was when Ospina jumped Sad on his own player's back. <laughs> no, no, with Mane. Oh. Ospina jumps over his own player. Mane's like just looking around like. Who's jumping here? And he he gave he gave a free kick in in the penalty box, and I was like, "What's that for?" Manny's looking at him like, "What are you talking about?" He didn't even touch me. The amount of incredulous looks Ben from our players to to the referee Says told you everything yeah, you need to yeah, know. I mean, look, we're not. I'd like to think, even with the red tinted glasses off, that we have a team full of professionals who are, you know, that we're not we're not playing dirty in that sense. We're not giving the cheap fouls away on purpose. So for players like James Milner, who is widely regarded as one of the most professional players of football in the game, in the league, in, in the country, to be giving the referee that look, and he, he's from he's from Slovakia, which kind of tells you everything you need to know. If you're referee in the Slovakia league, and this is the game that you get, that is a big game. It, it's the occasion. They all looked like. 70s Bond henchmen as well. Like you, they were all there, all in black with the with the roll necks on. And I just can't help Ross because we play Italian teams, and look, you know, I, I don't have to be careful because it's my channel. Um, I, I I can't help but worry about officials when we ever you play Italian teams because they've got. It would make it worse if they had a, a perception of match fixing beforehand, wouldn't it? Mm. That would that would yeah you know if, if if the Italian football had no had no history of tampering with football matches and officials and all that stuff then I wouldn't give it a second thought but yeah. the amount of times and Liverpool have come up against it cheating from you know when it comes to Italian teams I was skeptical massively like but in fairness it was probably just because he was dog shit um, and him and his whole team were offside dodge mad offside decisions the Van Dijk volley wasn't offside. Kicks. And it was given us offside. Yeah, like was that. It? Yeah, yeah. It was given us offside. There was one that was given us uh, offside. Where Trent ran in, but he he, he didn't contest it. He stopped because he knew he was offside. And and they and they give it and it's just again the amount like Trent ran away and like I thought he spat at the lines, but he went like 
<laughs> he gave him this like, oh, but like sh- to, to shout at him like it was. Uh, it's just bizarre because the amount of times that it happened. If, if you're gonna be shit, just do it less, less often. But it, it felt, it felt like there was a point I was thinking, I don't want this to be a story. I don't yeah. want this to be the story, but because it felt like the officials were conspiring against us. It felt like we would have, we were having to work extra hard to be. If Napoli scored, you're talking about it a lot more than yeah, you do exactly, with Yeah, exactly. Uh, but instead, we're talking about brilliant Mo Salah, Adam. Um, yes. I mean, our speed is terrible for it, but, I mean, watching it, 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 it's one of those goals that looks worse in slow motion, but in, in normal time, you watch him go through, drop his man, Torres-style, glide into the box and slot it. Just amazing. Forget Torres, lad. Yeah. Salah-style. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> I was saying to you before, he's ridiculous. Premier League top scorer, absolute match winner, like back to his best. He was unbelievable against Bournemouth, and that goal last night was better than any of the ones he scored against Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable footballer, that and we're left- so so lucky against one of the best centre backs in the world. Exactly, yeah. that yeah. left back we having therapy today because he put him on his arse twice, yeah, yeah. and then did Kulabali. Kulabali, makes him amazing. Yeah. Kulabali is absolutely yeah. amazing, and the amount of times they went up against him, and he, I thought, oh, he's, he's, he's getting, he's getting decent change out of Salah here, and the fact that he kept, he kept going, and it was that was the most exciting, most Salah performance for a while. And look, Ross, because he was on the wing, we've said yeah. this. <laughs> he, look, he scores goals for fun because he's a centre forward, he's a natural finisher. Yeah. But there's just something to putting him out wide and having him chase things down and, and getting to you know to explode a bit, use his pace. That was a, a, a thrilling Mo Salah performance. I, I said that on the Man of the Match podcast. It's a credit to him to go from centre forward at Bournemouth, learning a, a new role, to then. <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Three days later, going, watch, you know, you could be out here again now. But he was a threat from, from the get-go. He should have scored that early chance where Robertson puts it round to him. He should have scored later on. But he's always in the right position. He's always trying. He's always doing stuff, which makes him as good as he is. He, you have a perception he's not as good as he is because he misses a lot of chances, but he's still there to create them. Same same as Mane. It's where the frustration comes from. Yeah. But he's, um, that goal was just 
ridiculous about that cockpit ball. I'm just looking at cooler bar now. It's going, oh, I'm, not, I'm not that bad now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, one thing I really love, I don't know if it was picked up by the cameras, Milner and Trent both G yeah. the crowd up when the goal went in. Like, Tre- uh, Milner was doing this, yeah. and tr- but Trent yeah. was like, <sighs> just, he's just one of us, though, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. You know, if he's not on the pitch, he's I'd in the cockpit. I'd have to come and sit on this couch and review this game, he'd be here. Yeah. He's a Liverpool fan. Yeah. yeah. Shouldn't have like, done that, yeah. really, shouldn't I? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking you again, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep sending them twisted DMs. Good to have you here, though, Adam. Thanks for having us. Leave me last one, lads. So, <laughs> yeah. so celebration as well. I know we spoke about it against Bournemouth. I'm a massive fan of it now. Everyone's trying to get this narrative that he's pissed off, but he's not happy. Oh, I love the celebration. Yeah, I think he's doing it. Yeah, but but yeah. you ever say he's not smiling when he's. When he's celebrating, he doesn't fucking have to. He's smiling all through the game, though. Yeah, exactly, he's, you know, yeah. Rice smiles when he's missing stuff and things that aren't coming off. And look, he, you know, again, he's celebrating, he, he put, does it. He is a bit like, isn't this great? Aren't I great? Isn't life wonderful? Um, love he's me. He's in. He's allowed yeah. to celebrate however he wants. If he yeah. wants that, also, it looks boss. Yeah. Just bouncing away from the goal, like, well, yeah, I met yeah. them. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. a one season wonder lad. Maybe, you know, <laughs> Sit yeah. down, I'll speed up. Like that. Uh, no, he's incredible, absolutely incredible. Um, question, Ben. Uh, following on from the, the referee and stuff, and, and a bit of Mo Salah in this actually, uh, because there was a shout. There was a lot of shouts from me late on in the second half. And he, he goes around the goalkeeper and he get he gets fouled. He could he could go down there quite easily. Do you think we still need to be a bit more snide? Um, it depend. I think it depends on the context of the game. I don't think he gives that if he goes over. And I think oh, really? I think Mo Salah. Th- I think Mo Salah, I, Well, I think there's a possibility that he doesn't. Given obviously we're in the second half, then so we we've, we've got the track record of how the referee's been. I think our players could have got clothesline yeah. last night, and he wouldn't give well, exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah. I think in the back of the mind, he's going. I'd rather just keep this alive here than go over and not have it given and lose the ball. I think it may be in another situation if you had a if you had a, a proper referee and he took know, the penalties. Well, yeah, maybe. But I think I think he also he doesn't know what's going on behind him. So he's still probably half him still thinking well, I can maybe just slot this in. So I think I think there is I think if there was a I think we would be I think he would go over if, if he I think, knew for I think certain Shader that goes was, down, I think Owen goes down, mm. I think I think Proper centre forwards Neymar. go down in that yeah. name. Well, Neymar obviously like Neymar. Neymar's gone down twenty yards earlier. Like. I think Neymar went down when <laughs> <laughs> people watching the Belgrade. Oh, Mo Salah's just been fouled in the Liverpool game. Yeah, yeah absolutely sympathy pains from Neymar. I don't want us to be more snide. Like I do at Fuck times. Off. You don't want us to be more defensively. In, in this sounds like you're just saying words to say words here, Adam. I'm gonna let no. you. You don't want Liverpool to be more snide. No, hundred percent. Not while not while the going's good. No. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like if it's nil nil in the eighties. I'm 80s, calling bullshit. Like, but can't you can't so like. if, if it's in the eighty-seventh minute on Sunday against Man United, I want us. I want the worst non-pen, and I want it to bounce off both posts and it to keep it on the arse and go in. I want but us to be snide then. But. But I, I think Liverpool need it all. So I'm not sure you can switch it on and off. I think well, maybe, maybe, I think European football. You look stupid in the Premier League because Mane dives all over the place in the Premier League and looks like an idiot. But I think in those games they were they were going down at every touch. We saw it at Paris Saint Germain were doing the same thing. You know, I think in Europe you get more stuff. And, and this is not necessarily the Salah thing because I, I I do I must admit I do agree. I, I think. Uh, also to my own point, I think if Salah was on pens, I think he'd dive all the time mm-hmm. because. You're getting a free shot at goal. You're going to get your goal regardless. Because I think he thinks he can still, you're right, he can still score or get an assist off that. Um, but I think we, the amount of times where we're going through, and 
just take a free kick on the edge of the box. Just to, you know, yeah. to get get a few bookings, you know, take take something out of the game. I, I think that's where we're, we're still lacking a little bit. I mean, look at the Champions League final. The Real Madrid are the kings of Snyder. I think you've got to have that. I think you've got to be pricks in, in Europe uh, in particular. But we I, did it a little bit with the... I mean, I know Trent was genuinely injured, but I think... I think when we were making one of the subs, Milner sat down for a bit. We did a little bit of that, not as not to the extent Robo of Pierce. Robbo did it for a throw where yeah. they were trying to get it to him yeah, and like, yeah, there was and two balls that both bounced off him. Because we I think they've there. noticed that... I'll, I'll just say, sorry, yeah. just, just to interrupt, I, 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 I'm all for this. When I say snide, mm. I'm talking about diving. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I don't want... I don't want Salah going down. I love, like I loved it the other day against Bournemouth when someone volleyed his heel and he was like, "Nah, lad, I'm just going to go and put this in the corner." Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's what I mean. You're right. It's a fine balance, isn't it? Because yeah. if he does do that, he goes down, and maybe we don't score, and the game's a, diff- a different game. So fair, fair play. But I'm talking about it in a general sense. They, that stuff, but also I do, I do think we need to be a bit, a bit canny. You know, you know, play, we're getting our players booked because our opponents are going out of their way to do it. It's it's a part of the European game. I don't I'm not saying I I condone it. I, I love honesty and the integrity of the game, but also I like winning, and I like other teams losing. I think defensively we need to do it a bit more. I think you look at that Red Star goal, and you're thinking I think it was Genie at the time. I would just like just take him out and just take take a booking. We need to be a bit more clever doing that. Don't take it to the extent that Jordan Henderson did against Watford and get sent off though. Mm. Salah did something great last night when Spain is trying to set up. A counter attack, and he just ragged his arm back and got bugged for it. Yeah. You see that? He's just like, nah, lad. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have the yellow card. Nice one, ref. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> again, fine. You know, more of that. More, more of that stuff, certainly. Um, <coughs> Andy Robbo. <laughs> He's just incredible, isn't he? Mm. I, I this time around this time last year, he got into the team, didn't he? And I think it was probably toward the back end of December, and I was. Yeah, he put a performance in and I said, I think we've seen the limit of Andy Robertson. And I think in, in, in games where you're tasked with winning the football match, I think we're going to regret having someone... Of, uh, we're going to regret not going out and buying someone <coughs> amazing for the left-back position. And I was miles wrong because he his vision is so underrated. And it's not. It's not not by people who watch him every week because he, he could literally come up with an assist at a, a game, the way, the way that he plays. The ball that he plays for Mo Salah, where Salah completely miscontrols it, the ball he plays for Mane, he, you know, he he could have had two assists quite easily on the yeah. night there. He um, and in addition to the amount of times where they thought they were in, and he just stole the ball off and strode down the pitch with it. He made one mistake in the whole game, and that was when he drove into the middle of the pitch and he lost possession. And Van Dijk absolutely tore a strip off him for it. Uh, other than that, Adam, he was it was the perfect left back performance. It was he, like <laughs> it cost eight million quid. It was free. We swapped him for Kevin Stewart. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the yeah. funny bit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, a player who was literally never, ever, ever going to get near our side. And we were like, hey, any chance you want this kid? What's, what's his name? Ke- Kevin Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> Take him. And can we just have that lad who might become the best left back in the world? Can we, can we have him? He's absolutely outrageous. Does Kevin and Stewart still play the whole? Who gives a shit? Oh, it's just a question. You're right. That was funny as fuck. <laughs> I like Kev Stewart. I've seen him good man. Do you know what I love about Andy Robertson? The fact that he's Scottish. Yeah. And with Liverpool's history with Scottish players. Yeah. The fact we've got another Scottish lad. He's made up to be at that club. Do you know what I mean? Like... 
if you look at what's happened over the last sort of ten years and whatever with Suarez and Coutinho, and they've come to the club and they've co- like clearly at all times, even though when they're coming out in the newspapers going, "Oh, I love being here" and whatever, the back of their heads they're like, "One day I'll get to that Barca team. One day I'll get to that Madrid team." He's not thinking that. Yeah. He's Jesus Christ, I'm at fucking Liverpool. Mm. And do you know what? I also think Van Dijk's like that. Yeah. I don't think Van Dijk's got an eye on anywhere. I think Van Dijk wants to. He wants a statue outside that ground. Yeah. In in fifteen years time. <laughs> I love that he probably thinks he's reached the pinnacle of his career, or that he and he's going to work his ass off. He's a working class lad who's going to put those, he's going to put that running and win that ball back because he wants to stay in that team. Liverpool's forever. history is littered with football players who think Liverpool is the. When I say the, I'm going to say the destination, and what I mean by that is they think being at Liverpool means they've made it, mm-hmm. and that's it. Like, and like, Jermaine Pennant's a great example of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of a good season or so for us, of course. But a lot of lads who get there, Harry Kiel was a bit like that. You get lads who go, "Ha, I'm here. I'm in the promised lands. Mm-hmm. There we go. Job done. The rest will take care of itself." <laughs> Andy Robertson has, has come to this football club, and he's, he's better. Getting yeah. better, he gets better every single week. This lad is just, I'm running, I said, I said this on the instant match reaction, Ross, I'm running out of superlatives to describe Andy Robbo. He is, he's everything. He's, he, he is, I talk all the time about this and I've actually got a video coming up on my YouTube channel talking about what it is, why I love football and why, you know, it, it's about the moments and the destination and the performances that you see along the way. Andy Robertson, I never, I never, never came up at the time, but it, he, he sums it up for me. He's that lad who you, you you watch him out on the pitch, and if he, if someone gets the better of him, it's just because they've. It's not because he hasn't gone out there and busted a gut for it, and it's not, and it's for no lack of anything else. It's just that it happens periodically. You can trust Andy Robertson will always go out and give absolutely everything, uh, and that's for me typifies this Liverpool side and everything we actually want to see from this Liverpool side. Yeah, I said before when I do my play ratings, I could copy and paste it every week and just write the same thing because he's he, he's consistent and that's what it is. I think the fact that he, I think he's relatable to the fans, like you said, because he's he's working class and much like James Milner, he's that grit and determination that you want to see week in while. You don't care if someone's trying to be fancy, or whatever. You just want someone to work the bollocks off, and I think that's what you get with him every week. And it's like the honesty with him as well. I think he just knows he's an honest lad who just wants to work hard, and he he doesn't take that place in the team for granted. And the biggest thing for me is I can't fathom, uh, still, he seems to be everywhere, up and down that pitch. And he's, I know he gets compared to Moreno because that's his, his replacement who's, he makes him look even worse than he actually is, mm. I think. But the fact that he's always on the left wing, supporting I don't think that's true. I think he just highlights how shit we were willing to accept before he's... Yeah, well, he gave, he, but yeah, that's yeah. the same. I just yeah. think, I think we're seeing this with players all over the pitch, aren't we? And this is, which is, Liverpool have never been in this situation. Because we've had to sell to buy, but like we're, we're still selling to buy because we sold Coutinho and we sold Suarez and we've done all this kind of stuff. But we, we, the way we reinvest the money is different. We used to have to sell like ten players to buy one or two, yeah. and that meant that we were constantly selling lads who were probably good enough to be in the squad, and then having to buy a couple of lads to make up make up their space. And when Rafa had to do this all the time, like, like this, by Peter Crouch is an example of it. Peter Crouch should have stayed at Liverpool for two or three more seasons easily. But we just couldn't afford to keep him round because he was eleven million pounds sat there that we we needed to put to to, to reinvest in, in the side. We are this squad is evolving, and that's the thing. Moreno is an absolutely fine left back. He's going to go and he's probably going to sign for like Arsenal. He'll go back to Sevilla or he'll go to he'll go to a probably go to a Champions League club mm. in the summer. We shouldn't be surprised by that fact because he is a, <coughs> he is a good he is a good left back as much as we like to laugh about it at times. Andy Robertson's just a better left back. 
and that's what we're doing. We are taking these lads and we're just we're, we're improving upon it. It's no slight on the lads that have gone before. It's just that we're very good at identifying the right mentality and the right skill level to, to improve. And what the we're best doing. bit is, I still think he's underrated by the rest of the league. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I think. I think City fans and Chelsea fans all look at it and go, "Well, I'd rather have Alonso." Because again, you touched that before. They're not watching him week in, week mm. out. When you when you watch him consistently and you you see how consistent he is and what he does every week. He is the left back, best left back in the league for me. You know, Mendy on his day is fantastic, but where is he half the time? You know what I mean. And we've got a lad there who, who just does his job. That you know, the rest of Europe doesn't even notice. They go because it's a you know Andy Robertson. It's not the most flamboyant name in the no. world. There's nothing about him that is eye catching in terms of physical. It's not but it's he is just, thing, isn't it? but he does his job. He's a normal bloke doing his job, and it's and it's great to watch. There's so that that's the thing about it, and it, it gets slightly And this is the thing we have about having such a worldwide fan base at times. I think that people malign the British lads. That they naturally do because they're not as naturally gifted or as talented, you know, as talented. they're not as fast or as powerful or as skillful and, and all this kind of stuff. And a lot of the ones we have are workhorses, you know, the lads who do the dirty work for the team. That is the core of how this team plays. That passion, determination, work rate, all that stuff is absolutely integral to how Liverpool play. And, and that's one of the reasons why Cater Fabinho have, have had such a tough time breaking into this, this side because. Yes, Cater is. I think Cater is more technically gifted than all of the lads who started in the midfield, and even like I'm genie in that as well. Um, but does he have to? Can he match the game intelligence and experience of the of, of Milner? Not at the minute. No, no, he can't, no, he can't, and he might well do, and he might well go to surpass him, and he, and he has yeah. he has the skills in his locker to do that. But until he proves that he can that he can do that, Milner's going to get a lot of game time. You know, same with Henson's going to get a lot of game time because they understand they fundamentally understand how we play. In addition, they speak the language, which helps as well, and all that kind of stuff. Like, but they they, they, they get it. And what you were saying before about how like we're just improving on these things—that's exactly <coughs> what Klopp said in his press conference when we signed Allison. He come out and they were like, "Well, you paid a lot. What does it say for the other keepers?" And he's like, "Look, there's a world-class keeper on the market." Carrius and Mignolet are good goalkeepers, but we've spent this on him because we think he's one of the best in the world. Yeah. They're good keepers. We're not, we're not saying they're not. We still want them at the club, but he's just the guy we want to improve the team. Yeah. He's Cl- very flat and brutal about it. And he said he said to Carragher last night in an interview, didn't he? He said, if I'd known Alisson was this good, I'd have paid double. <laughs> we owe Roman a lot of money. <laughs> we owe How Roman so much money. How is it possible? Like, it's incredible, isn't it, yeah. that, we, that we paid as much money as we did. We broke, yeah. you know, effectively... What have been our long-standing Andy Carroll transfer record, which stood for yeah. so long, and both of those lads broke it, and we're not not batting, batting an island. He's added character as well as quality to that team as well, and then healthy competition on top of that, and an elite mentality, yeah. which is the major difference that we have, we've not had. In- yeah, well, we're going to talk about the goalkeeper a bit more in, in a minute, but yeah, uh, Dave Barlow actually said on the, the instant match reaction comments, if Andrew Robertson was called Robertino, Barcelona would be slamming in a 45 million bid this summer. That's cheap. Yeah, and it's cheaper. Uh, you know, it wouldn't get him. Yeah. Not for forty-five million quid. Like, no, not at this, not at this point in time. Because that—that's the thing, isn't it? Everyone, people do clean the pants over the the the, the Marcellos and the you know and the God go go through name the name the biggest left backs in world football. Uh, Robbo's got five assists in twenty appearances, no competitions this season. He could have had double that easily, but for that finishing and and that mm-hmm. moment, it's not his fault that he's not got more assists. It's the fault of our forwards not scoring more goals. Basically, is the reason why that is the reason why that's happened. So yeah, I wouldn't swap them for anyone at this point. Um, 
Joe Matip, we touched upon it. Um, Ross was really good, really good again. Yeah, um, like I said, I've criticised him for the past couple of weeks, but it's amazing when someone has a good run of games. And I think it's another reflection on Virgil van Dijk that he can be paired with anyone. And I think he's probably raised his game as well. But when Joe Matip was there before and Virgil van Dijk wasn't, the roles were different. So we had van Dijk's role and he wasn't good enough to do that. Whereas now he doesn't have to worry about half the stuff because he knows he's got him next to him. Look, I, I, no one... I, we, he's one of those players, isn't he? Like a number of players we've got, Adam, who gets worse in your memory, gets worse for not playing. Um, and he's, a, he's one of those things. He's a big lad. Big lads actually take games to get into the rhythm of playing. That's the, just, just the way it is. It's... You know, it's, it's our case. Um, but it's, it, it happens in every, in every area of the pitch. It's why Van Dyke plays as many games as he does. I'm sure if we drop Van, if Van Dyke played a handful of games and missed a handful, he'd struggle to find rhythm as well. We've seen it time and time again. He's fine. No one's accusing Joel Matip of being a world beater. But this notion that he shit was just wrong. He was one of our best centre halves when he joined when he joined the club. We were gutted when he couldn't play for us around around that time when he had the, the African Cup of Nations issue. And we couldn't play. We were worse for not having him available for us. He lacks a bit of intensity, I think, sometimes. But he actually I think he's he's added he's getting better at that side of his game. I still would like to see I'm not sure he's the perfect foil for Van Dijk because I think you need someone there who's prepared to really put the body on the line. But you look at that header he wins, last last touch of the game, and he just gets up and he booms ahead and he gets put on the ground. And he, you just can't fault. He didn't shake a single thing last night. He didn't. And he has been really, really good. And it just goes back to what we're saying earlier. I, don't get me wrong. I think, you know, as soon as Gomez comes back, it's his spot. Gomez has made that his own. But Matip has put, over those two games, has put a big shouting they had to go I'm number three mm-hmm. and Lovren has been fine as well but what, a, what an option to have we've got we've now got the thing is <coughs> 18 months ago even a year ago it's not even January yet a year ago the two lads were talking about there Lovren and Matip were our first choice they are the centre back pairing and now it's like do you know what you're both sound lads yeah. but we've improved on you and you're, you're the backup now what a great backup to have yeah that's it we've had again we've had some tears tear centre halves and this is just another example Ben of us just improving the squad and yeah. grow, growing beyond players but it doesn't mean they're terrible we keep saying that the, the, these guys are made to look awful I think when we make like five or six changes to the team yeah. and we hang a lot of these lads who, who are out of rhythm and out of match sharpness and we hang them out to dry a little bit by expecting them to come in and be as good as the first 11 but if you have to draw in, in, in isolation or in drips and drabs one or two guys into these teams mm. I actually, I actually think, from my perspective, it's quite the opposite. I think the problem we get when we play these players is if you play them over, if you play them for th- over thirty games over the course of the season, you, particularly at a Lovren and Moreno, you're going to get mistakes out of there. But if you're only playing them for 15, 20 games, spread out over the course of a season, the met that obviously they're playing less, and that that means you're going to get a, a lesser ratio of mistakes if you like. So, so that for me is why we've seen an upturn. <coughs> Well, an apparent upturn in, in form in in Lovren and Matic because then they're not on the pitch as long to to, to have bad games. And again, it, as you said before, it's it it really is a compliment to Van Dijk that really you can shove anybody next to him and he brings out the best game. And you know, we we we've talked about how much he's 
help Joe Gomez grow as a player this season. That is down to Joe Gomez himself taking on the the responsibilities, you know, putting his body on the line at times. But I don't think I genuinely don't think Joe Gomez would be as good with any other centre back at Liverpool. No. I don't think he, his career would come on as far this season. But I think <laughs> that is re a real compliment to Van Dijk that you yeah. can shove Joe Matic, almost a forgotten man really at the beginning of the season. Somebody who, you know, he comes in against Bournemouth, we were doing the Bournemouth build-up show and going, do you really want Bournemouth, do you really want um, Matic running towards his own goal with the pace that he's got? I mean, he's dealt with it fine because he's got the confidence. Not only has he got the confidence of somebody, but he knows that, you know, if he does make a mistake or whatever, he's got one of the best centre-backs in world football alongside him and yeah. that's, that's And he's looking great. at potentially a spell, yeah. a, a spell in the side. Yeah, now. great. You know, yeah. I, I, I keep going back to this. I think that was his club's preferred defensive partnership and injury to Matic meant Lovren had to come in because when he was given the choice of who do you partner him with Lovren he could have partnered him with Lovren straight off the back and he never Lovren had to earn that right so I think he's pretty happy to give Matic a go give him a run and it, so far it's paying dividends and fair play you know the, the, what that gives him such a boost because Lovren was there Lovren recovered Lovren trained he's on the bench last night obviously comes out right back dear God let us never see that again but <laughs> um, <laughs> but he could have easily put just drop Lovren in there, but he's gone to massive. No good game at the weekend, mate. Here you go. This is your this is your spot now. Take it and see what you can do with it. I think it's absolutely fair play. Um, on Van Dijk, um, Virgil, just edit, lad. Just edit. Stop trying to do fucking shit side volleys now. You got away with one in the derby, and that will never you be forgotten. Go for the crossbar again, will you? Yeah, if you're gonna do it, hit the crossbar. Um, you guys Virgil, ignore him, lad. Do what you like. <laughs> <laughs> he has that chance at the back post. Unless uh, uh, Dejan Lovren just ends that and probably scores. Virgil van Dijk, you can be too good. Could have squared it to Marnie. Yeah, he'd, well, yeah he'd to be fair, he'd have missed anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, just, it, it's a great chance. It's great that he has that ability in his locker, Ross. Um, but Virgil van Dijk needs to start scoring some fucking goals for Liverpool. He's got the confidence to try and take it on. Yeah, it, yeah. It, again, if, if it was a draw or he'd gone out or whatever, you... you Criticised him a bit more, but fuck it. I like the fact he's got confidence to try and try and do it. To be honest, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Alison Becker, wow, wow. I've been saying for way. Been waiting for this bit. <laughs> he just makes me. I've said it. He just he, he causes feelings in me that no other no other man ever has. Um, he's just something else. I, I I got into the ground quite early, and um, I love watching the warm ups, but I, I often miss the goalkeeper warm ups. I. Watched every single second of his warm up. He's he's a fascinating. He's a fascinating man. I, I I love I love everything about him and and Adam. That people can talk about the the, the transfer fee and, and it's brilliant that no one really has this season because he's been great since he, since he came in. One or two little hiccups aside, but who's asked? He um, we were talking about on the car ride home from the ground last night. There's talk that that game was worth like 10 million to Liverpool, so you've got your win bonus plus what it costs you to get to get into the last 16, say like 10 million quid. He's the amount of points that he's won us already, in addition to that, he has effectively won Liverpool a place in the last 16 with that yeah. save at the end there. He's paid back like what a sixth of his transfer fee effectively with one save. We have given Roma a hundred million pounds for him and Mo Salah. And you wouldn't get them back for two hundred, and it's less than two years later. Yeah, like it's, that save last night. And I seen someone say it's straight Adam. It's like it's straight Adam because he's because he's ran Adam and rocks, made himself yeah. massive. There's nowhere else to put the ball. Yeah. It's not like he was stood on his goal line. 
turn sideways like this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Someone's hitting at him. He's gone. He's spread himself, and it's yeah. Again, it's not like I think people look at things. I think people overanalyze goalkeeping things. It winds me up because this this, the level of goalkeeping analysis in football is pathetic. Like people just don't understand what they're looking at a lot of the times, and it it, it's not like he he puts a hand out and says it's not like people think that the, the dude X save. In the Champions League, is you know it's, it's one of them. It's all instinct. It's all just yeah. being a goalkeeper. It's all just, it's all a bit <coughs> hopeful. Yeah, it's little yeah. secrets for goalkeeping. A lot of it is it's why it's called reflexes. It's not it's not a conscious thing a yeah. lot of the times. It's just some of it is gambling. Some of it is knowing knowing uh, getting in the mindset of your opponents and taking it and going. I think it's going here, and that's how you steal a march, mm. and that's how you make things. That's how you you make saves a lot of the time. And some of it is just your body just does stuff based yeah. on, on on instinct. That's what and makes that an elite level those... keeper, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. The fact, like, well, do you know what makes him an elite level goalkeeper? Is that that is his reflex? He's done. Basically, he's had very little to do all, all game, and it comes to one crunch moment, one deciding moment yeah. in the football match, one moment where every good thing we've done. Is about to come unraveled, and we're about to we're about to enter the Europa League, and Allison's just gone. Nah, I'll save this, thanks, mm. and he has done. That's elite mentality, yeah. swagger, and confidence, which has been installed since. I celebrated it like yeah. I'd watched Gerard's Olympiacos goal again. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah, I've like seen yeah. it going. I see, I, I see, <laughs> yeah. I, my brain automatically played the video where that hits the back of the net, yeah. and everyone's just like that, and then I was like, "Hang on, what the fuck's that?" In the in the depths of stoppage time, that's that's what you pay money for. And there was mm. just this collective in the ground. When he goes through, we go, oh no, it's happening again. <laughs> and then he saves it, and it goes up, and it goes away. And you're like, what? Oh, you just saved that. I tell you, I tell you, you just saved that. Did he get a hand on it as well? I think it. It's, I think yeah, it kind yeah, of it's here, it's doesn't it? I thought it's it there, and then it's going in, and he does this as well. Yeah, I, I, but it's it's got for me saves are best appreciated in real time. Mm. I think whenever you watch a save, I've, I've said this in the in the past. I remember doing this when we were doing some of the Ball Street FC games, and people say like a really good save. was like the problem with stuff is when you watch it back as a goalkeeper, unless you are full stretch and it's fingertips, and you fingertip it onto the bar and it comes down, nothing ever looks quite as good. Watch it in real time. There's, he's got no right to keep that out yeah. whatsoever. It is. I don't think Jordan picked it. I agree with what you just said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fingers the bar, it comes down. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> onto someone else's head. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's been consistent as well though, because yeah. this is like the third or fourth game. I think the, the Burnley game he did something similar. Everton, he spread himself and, and blocked it on the goal line. But that's what you want. Even if like you get past Virgil Van Dijk, I've never been so secure of going. This is sound. Yeah, he's got it. He's fine. Well, still going to be Allison. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, and this is the thing: you, we, people have been raving about David de Gea for years because he makes big saves and, lo- and he makes loads of them. That's because Man United's defence has been crap for, for, for a while, so he has he has too much stuff to do. But this is the thing: Allison's making one save a game that's saving a goal, and that and so more often than not, it's when the tie is either level or there's a goal or there's one goal, one goal in it. He has won us so many points. And we've got a comment from Brown Ninja seven seven seven. So Allison has saved us nine, ten points in the league already. Pardon me. And pretty much since the Champions League knockouts, not just with the save either, it prevented the PSG scoreline from being bad for us, which is, you know, again, we need to the goal difference is how we've gone through. Yeah. Um, is Allison the best goalkeeper in the world with this level of impact for us this season? I, you could, I'm sure there's people out there, because there's YouTube comments, it's just full of aids. Um, there'll be people who go, no, it's insert goalkeeper name who someone's, they love off, 
you know, FIFA or or whatever. Maybe Handanovic. Yeah, an asshole on FIFA. Whatever. Like you know, what I mean? maybe people watch. You know what I mean? People maybe people watch loads of the Bundesliga and they, they want to throw names out there. I'm not asked. The point is, in terms of his impact, it, there could be no. There'll be no one better. Is what I'm saying. Mm. There might be goalkeepers who've had just as much impact, or maybe maybe fractionally more. But it, you, I, I can only contend that you'd be splitting hairs to to say that there's a goalkeeper who's been better for his football club this season than. Well, else. there was. Um, I saw this morning an Optus stat on you know the, they do the XG and all that as well. So so the average goalkeeper this season would have conceded nine more goals in all competitions than Allison this season. I'd be really curious to see if there were any goalkeepers anywhere who who would have. Saved more essentially, you know. What, you know they do the the xG in terms of the you know you ex- the quality of the chance you're expected to score from this position. It's why I said the average goalkeeper would have conceded nine more goals. So for me, and then I don't know I don't know how that correlates to points. It didn't go into that that detail. I mean, this guy's saying nine to ten points. I don't know if that's just off his own back or if he knows that you know more more in detail. But for me, De Gea is definitely not. Made that not made that contribution. He's not having season. a good season. He's is he? not. He's not. He's a world class goalkeeper, but he's not. He didn't have like, a good. He's world been Cup, the best he, in the world for four yeah. or five years, but no, like he's not having his best season. Yeah. No. I what what I and this is coming from a place of sort of an inferiority complex as a Liverpool fan because of what we've been through with transfers over the past few years. I tell you what's a massive sort of sigh of relief for me when it comes to this goalkeeper is every other club in world football has got a goalkeeper that they're very happy with. The, mm. the ones that could pick off us, the the Madrid, they've just signed Courtois. Test Egan's great at Barcelona. He's going nowhere. Um, he's not going to go to anywhere else in the Premier League. <coughs> Buffon and Ariola are, are sound the PSG. Like, it, we're, we're probably going to have him for a very long time. It's yeah. not a disservice to Alisson, but he probably looks even better because of the shit that's gone before him. Yeah, no, but, <laughs> it's, but, well. that, but, but it goes both ways, doesn't it, Ross? Because it's a double-edged sword. He was being ironically... Applauded when we signed him, but you know, remember the Dublin yeah. game, and it was going way when he was catching stuff. He had to come into that environment where he got applauded at the Roma game under Anfield as well. well. You know, but you know, he, he designed. Yeah, yeah, but what, but what I mean is, everyone was because of the carrier stuff. Oh yeah, he came in in a world where he was double scrutinised because of how bad our goalkeeping situation had been. Yeah. So as much as it gave him room to manoeuvre, because he was only going to be better than what we, than what we'd had. Any mistakes? He was he was going to be every touch was going to be hyper analysed, and he's he's, he's borne it on his broad shoulders phenomenally well. So also, far. that mistake he made against Leicester, you we don't talk like no. you forgot about it, haven't you? Yeah. Because but he'd forgotten about it seconds later. Ex- so it didn't, that, didn't affect, didn't affect thing, the rest it? of his game. Like that can that can ruin a keeper's confidence for months. That like yeah. oh, I've, I've cost me team a goal there, but we won that game. Well, yeah, look, he's had moments. He's not he's not perfect, and I've been saying this for for, for youngs. There is no such thing as a perfect goalkeeper. It's not possible, particularly if you're a goalkeeper who has to play the ball out as well. Now, we're looking at his distribution. He gave one away last night towards the end of the first half. <laughs> he did one against Bournemouth as well. He, he played for me as well. Yeah. Mm. They won against Burnley, where he played, he played, played, his, played us into trouble. But this is the thing. It happens. You know, goalkeepers will make mistakes because you're at the business end of the pitch. You're on a knife edge. They are the fine margins in the, in the role that you play. It's just that he's... He puts credit in his bank because he's making important saves and because he's so good at football and he's so confident and his distribution is world class as well. The amount of stuff that he just sorts out, 
Yeah, yeah, he's, he's absolutely unreal. More, more Allison in our lives, please. Um, right, we're going to talk a few, we've got a few more things to go through, but I want to make everyone aware of the fact that, as I've said, this is Freeview Week, which is a week we do periodically where we put the stuff that we normally put behind the paywall on the redmentv.com, we put it out there so the people who've maybe sat on the fence or just wondering what the hell it is we do when we keep saying, go over to the website and do this. We put it out here for you to all to look at and get, and get a, a taste of. It's Christmas, we did this last year. We have got the Redmen TV Christmas hamper giveaway coming up. We gather, we get so much stuff that, that, that comes our way, so many cool things, bits and pieces of like you know, toys and games and, 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 and merchandise and all these cool things. We put together a massive hamper. It's a competition that is open to subscribers to the RedmenTV.com. So if you go to the RedmenTV.com and sign up, you are in with a chance of winning this absolutely phenomenal hamper. It's that time of year again for all our wonderful subscribers on the RedmenTV.com. It is the Christmas hamper competition, chock full of Redmen TV Christmas sweatshirts, scarves, a Pro Evolution soccer game, a Kevin Keegan book, sign print, and a whole hell of a lot more. All you've got to do to be in with a chance of winning that is sign up to the RedmenTV.com. It's available to new and existing subscribers alike. And in addition to that, of course, you get amazing content the whole year through. So yeah, obviously you can enjoy all the free view content on YouTube this week, but then if you've enjoyed it and you've liked it and you want an added bonus for going over as well, uh, it's available to existing subscribers and new subscribers. Uh, go over there, you, can re you will be in the draw to win that, the, that hamper automatically and you get all this amazing content every single week, every single month. Um, it's absolutely brilliant. And there's so much amazing content on there as well. Interviews with Jürgen Klopp, interviews with John Barnes, interviews with Bruce Grobbler, interviews with Lucas Lever, and a whole host of other things as well. So yeah, um, do get over there, get involved. And in addition to all that, the first month is completely free as well. So not only have you had this, you get the first month and you get the chance to win our incredible hamper. What more could you ask for? Uh, get over to redmentv.com and sign up. Um, yes, anyway, um, Sadio Mane, we have to talk about it. I don't like talking about the bad things, um, but Adam was finishing was pissed last night. I, like, if, if Alisson doesn't make that save, I'm ready to smash his head in. <laughs> Like Jesus Christ! But like the the one at the near post that Salah cuts back for him, yeah. And when he's put through at the end, the one at the end actually because it's so close to the end that doesn't matter, does it? Yeah. That goes in our job still the same for the next two yeah, minutes. It's yeah. just don't concede the goal. But the other one, which is like with fifteen minutes to go, I think if that goes in, Napoli have then got to be scared of the council and they can't commit as much. Yeah. Like I know it's a cliche, but that one was genuinely harder to miss. Like the one, that the one, that he, the one that's pulled back. Like I, yeah. I don't. I, I, there's a big target in front of you. I, I don't know Our how he is. Oscar is on the floor. Yeah. yeah, he's he has made himself a small. He's literally curled up into the fetal position. <laughs> yeah, and gone <laughs> like like this. Um, how he misses that, I've got no. I've got genuinely no idea. I mean, we saw a bit of it from from Napoli as well. Massively, there was the one that was put over at the back stick. Was it Callahan? Yeah. Uh, and the, the the front like ten rows of the Napoli fans all jumped and fell over the, the stand, <laughs> yeah. which was quite funny and obviously slightly dangerous. Hashtag safe standing. Um, but the yeah, man, I, dear God, like there's there's a string I did it in the vlog. There's just chat. It's just it just constant just grown men going ah, you know, because it just builds up and builds up and builds up time and time again. That one, the one at the end where he goes clean through. 
just, I mean, you're right, it doesn't change the job, but just in terms of giving us that, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And for him as well, his yeah. confidence of, like, putting it in the back of the net. Yeah. The thing is, though, he turns away, he smiles. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it'll massively... Don't get me wrong, I think if he gets a chance against Man United, he buries it. I don't yeah. think he's going to be gutted. I, we're through. I don't think it's going to matter. It, it could have mattered, and Sadio, I genuinely mean that. I would have hunted you down, and uh, they'd have been a straight to me. Do you know what I mean? But we'll let you off with that. You know, mm. we're through. The job's done. We will done. let him off, because he is class, of course, and it is one of those things. I, I, like, the, I like the fact that he's smiling, because it shows that he's like... It's rueful, isn't it? He know he knows he can do better. He has done better. He scores lots of goals, Sadio Mane. But uh, it would be nice if he got all of them horrendous misses out of his system when it doesn't matter, um, and hopefully not in the games moving forward. But yeah, uh, we are through, Ross. Uh, the draw is yeah. on Monday. Virgil Van Dijk will miss the first leg, a big through suspension, which is a bit of a bit of a gutter. Um, potential last sixteen opponents: then Dortmund, Barca, Porto, either Bayer. Bayax, there you go, Bayax. Um, do you get what I mean by that, right? Um, Bayern or Ajax, Real Madrid or Juventus. Thoughts? I don't want anyone. I don't care who we oh, get. Just anyone, yeah. I think we've got the, the, the squad depth mentality, everything going for us this season, just to go, I don't care. Does the fact that we've finished second mean that this first leg's at home? I believe yes. so. Do you know what? With Van Dijk being out, I think that's the right way round for us. Yeah. Mm. I wouldn't want to go away to a European tie without him. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. So maybe that'll be a blessing in the sky. And we saw, there. actually, last season, the benefits, we, we reap the benefits of having the first legs at home, you know, the, the City game, by yeah. showing up and, I mean, it's not always going to be like Getting that, but by showing up and being and, and building up an advantage, you know, if we can do that without Van Dijk, that's, well, that's we, a tough Because let's task. be honest, we're garbage away from home in Europe. Well, exactly, yeah. we, 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 we need a head start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. We look back fondly at, at, the, at, the, at the Champions League, but you know, like Rome away was yeah. was was hard watching. Yeah. Uh, despite the fact that we obviously did the business, and the result was far closer than the actual whole. The all, whole thing. All I'm but, thinking is like, <clears throat> you know, we we're praying the, all the best for Joe Gomez, and he's back in six weeks, and everything's fine. With injuries like that, there can be a few complications. There's every chance come that second leg. Joe Gomez is not available. If we're away at the new camp and we've got to go there with Matip and Lovren mm -hmm. as the defensive duo, there's going to be a lot of nerves amongst the fans, the back line, the mm -hmm. team, just because of what that defence has been like in the past. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad Van Dijk misses the Anfield game yeah. out of the two of them. Yeah, I'm actually just, well, I'm just going to quickly Google to find out when that. We could actually do, I mean, it depends whether or not you care or not, but obviously City have won their group, so... So we we can't draw them, but if United, we can't draw if, country protection, yeah, but if, if if United went and won their groups, and I don't know what the situation is, that would take Juventus out of the equation, which would be fat, you know, which would be fine if you ask me. So so yeah. you, you're kind of cheering on United tonight just to take one option away if they if they win the group. Oh, no, that's I can't, the, I can't do that. So the first Not leg, on, but, you know. the first leg is either the twelfth, thirteenth, or the nineteenth, twentieth of February. Um, of the round of 16 and the second legs is either the first week in March or the second week in, second week in March so Gomez you'd like to think should be should be back we, we, we should be fine but yeah I mean it, obviously there are some permutations in this I I'm going to level with you is I, I I don't fear anyone I, 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 once you're in don't the don't fear anyone but you want Porto yeah well, you know, <laughs> but exactly I think that, I mean that's the thing the thing for me is this <laughs> particularly because of the league and the league is just the most important thing for me now we needed to get out we needed to get into the last 16 because you should always get into the last 16 of the Champions League that should be a minimum objective met um, which we have done so great I am not 
it's provided we're able to put a good run in, a good, a good fist of it. I don't mind, you know, if we get a really good team and we and we get knocked out by a really good team and we've put in a good shift, then you can go fair, fair mm. play, of course. But I want, I, I want, I think Porto, yeah, Porto. So I'd like us to go far and I'd like us to have a, an easier draw on the hope that Spurs get someone hard and City get someone hard and they might that might yeah. just lead to a little bit of fixture pile up, you know what I mean? It might make it difficult for them. That's that's a, a, a sneaky hope of mine anyway. Who, who, like if you had to say if you had to take one of them out, who we couldn't have in the next round, who, who would you take out? Who would you say we don't we don't want them? Barcelona. Barca? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Barca. See for me it'd be I Juventus. want Barca. <laughs> you want I want Barca. I want I want to play but I want I want to see Messi play at Anfield. I mean maybe it's just the, the romantic you know, side of me, but but he's on fire at the minute, isn't he? Well, no, he is, but I want, I want, I if want a big game. If we get I hope Messi's uh, injured <laughs> when they come to Anfield. I don't mm. want to see him playing Anfield. I want to take Real Madrid I want to play Real Madrid. I want to get that done. I want to get it done mm. as soon as possible. I don't want, I don't, because I don't think they, they obviously are what they, they wear anymore. They're going through a bit of a, a struggle, aren't they? I, I just like the idea. I don't want them in the semis. I don't want them in a final. Get them in the 16, mm. but it's not a massive... It's not a massive thing, and go and do them. So you're not, they've not got like a big thing, a big you know crest of a wave behind mm. them, and that, all the history and all that kind of stuff. I think that gets gets thrown thrown in the bin when it's in the round of sixteen. So I wouldn't mind just getting that done, and also it means that I'll you know if we get them one, there's so many Real Madrid jumpers and training shirts that I've got that I wouldn't mind being able to wear again as soon as possible. Thanks. <laughs> so, uh, if we can beat them, that'd be great. <laughs> you probably got more confidence of doing them over two legs to meet them in the final again. Because yeah. if you meet them in the final again, you know the shit hours and experience that they've got of winning the competition before. It's, it's difficult to overcome. I wouldn't it? mind. I wouldn't. I mean, we're talking about in the car again. If Ajax can beat Bayern and go top and finish top of the group, yeah. Amsterdam is going to be absolute carnage <laughs> in February. Or February. Okay. So yeah, that should be. Uh, in March, it should be very, very Probably a lot of scousers are already going to be there. Yeah, honestly, there's going to be lads <laughs> gone now. watching that game tonight who are with like, easy jet open. <laughs> <laughs> and the second that it looks like I actually sorted, they'll be getting that book just in, just in case. Like, um, yeah, brilliant. So let us know your thoughts then in the comments who you think that you would like. Who would you like to see put in the last 16? Uh, and does the Virgil van Dijk thing have an impact on that thinking at all? And as I say, yeah, it is free view week. I hope you're enjoying everything there. The Man of the Match podcast is out for you to check and see what the lads do with that. Um, Chris has been ill this week. He normally does stats and tactics, so we've got a stats and tactics that he's done previously, which should still hold up. He does some amazing work. It's about Allison as well. It's about Allison. So if you want to get a bit more depth and detailed analysis on how amazing Allison is, and why wouldn't you do check out that show? And as I say, if you if you if you do it and you appreciate it and you like the extra content, you think, oh yeah, this is for me, then go and sign up. If you've always wondered why are we asking what we what we, or why are we ask for it, just think of it and you want to support the the channel because the people who subscribe to the website make all the free stuff on YouTube. YouTube possibly uh, possible ultimately so yeah they're the people who back us who support us if you want to become one of those supporters then do that as well it's free for the first month then it's just five pound a month thereafter so yeah get involved some amazing content coming up over Christmas and beyond and of course the Reds are fucking mustard so what better time to get involved with it all uh, other than that stay tuned uh, to the channel later on in the day and the week we've got a build up from Manchester United that should be very fun um, other than that gents thank you very much thank you very much for watching nice and fun. I'll see you all soon Tara.